everyone. Welcome to Double FM Sports. I am Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And today is the day that we've been hyping up for a couple videos. We are joined by our special guest, Michigan State basketball player Kyle Arnes. Um, Kyle, I know it's a little bit, it's a tough situation in the world, so we really want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to be with us. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I, I appreciate you guys uh, for allowing me to come on the show and everything. I was pretty excited, so I'm just back at home in Ohio, really doing nothing. So, Sweet. All right, so if you want to get into the questions, uh, I'll start us off. What led you to pursue you know, basketball as your sport? Uh, at the age? Yeah. Um, it probably, it was always one of my favorites growing up, ever since I had a little tie soup, honestly. Uh, when I realized I wanted to be serious with it was probably around 7th grade. Uh, that's when I, like, wanted to, like, really focus on just basketball. I mean, I played football for a couple years after that, but it was always basketball for me. Nice. I mean, I, I know I saw... You had that highlight that made the sports center back when you were in high school. So that was yeah, so sophomore year. Yeah. All right, Ethan. Yeah, so obviously you got very good at basketball. So I guess my question was, why did you choose to um, go to Michigan State? Um, it was definitely the family atmosphere. Uh, when I first visited there, it was it felt like home to me. Um, it was the only place where I knew – coaches was going to stay for sure uh you know you went i didn't have another opportunity to play for a hall of fame coach like that so that's something i wanted to take yeah that's cool man that's really cool <laughs> yeah um my question kind of ties in with uh what ethan just asked but um is there anywhere else you would have considered going to college besides michigan state yeah, I was I was down to Michigan State, Dayton, and Xavier. Those were pretty much my top three. Gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, that's all kind of in the same area for the most part. So yeah, Dayton and Xavier. Dayton's only about forty five minutes from me, and then Xavier's about an hour forty five. Cool, cool. Uh, I mean, you were number zero. Is there any significance behind why that's your number? I mean, that's not a very at least I think, common number to see. Yeah, I always love low numbers. I mean, I always wore 33 growing up in high school, but Magic Johnson, that's his retired from Michigan State. <laughs> so I couldn't wear that. <laughs> but, um, and then I went to low numbers, and the really only low number was zero that they had. So I was like, ah, why not? All right, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess the next question I had was maybe how have you persevered? Because I know you, you, you did suffer um, some, some injuries throughout your career. So how are you able to like persevere for that and able to keep going, I guess? Um, dealing with injuries is just kind of one of those things when you have people around you that are very motivating and like teammates and family. It just allowed me to get back up and try it again. So it's not something I just sat down and felt defeated. Yeah. Um, this last one was definitely probably the hardest one, the ankle. Yeah. Because yeah. it still hurts to the day and everything. And just knowing that 
like that was my jumping leg and I couldn't even jump after like this year I couldn't even jump really often yeah so I mean that was kind of defeating and knowing like this will be it for my career but um other than that it was just more just having people around me that supported me and uh, continue to push me no matter what uh that's that's what's really helped me persevere through everything yeah um i guess my question which i wasn't anticipating this but this also fits into what ethan just asked um was like you mentioned having like people that you can lean on and su- have support you like who was and i guess maybe still is your biggest role role model uh, definitely my wife. Um, she's been with me since freshman year of high school, and she's been through it all with me. So, uh, just having her there for me and just always supporting me, always pushing me. Uh, she's one of the main reasons I did come back for my fifth year and chose to play. Uh, she just knew that I loved the game so much and everything. So, uh, just having her there. She's probably my role model. She's so inspiring and just always having a smile on her face no matter what. It's cool. All right. So, I mean, you touched a little bit about this with, you know, saying it's a family environment. How would you describe the culture at Michigan State basketball? It's definitely a family tradition. Um, It's always been that. But, uh, you know, when you go there and you have people that come back constantly, that's pretty cool. Like all the all the pros that come back between Draymond, Denzel, and all those guys. Uh, I think that's I think that's what makes it so special. And then when you have a coach like Coach Is and the rest of the coaches that care so much about you and your not only your success but how you turn out and how you turn into a man and just the process that goes with it. Um, I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. So as we said before, you're a D one, you're a D one basketball player. So like, what what do your training sessions look like on a daily basis as a D one basketball player? Yeah, during season is a lot different than out of season. Yeah, out of season is more just uh, you can do really whatever you want in condition and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but in season, it's no more than twenty to thirty minutes. It's really good. your shots. They usually shooting a game up and. Uh, just really working on footwork and balancing, just keeping like certain muscles engaged, uh, especially for me with my ankle and everything. Yeah. But out of season is where it, you really do get better, just because you have the time. You don't have to worry about practicing so much, so you just get your individual time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. You keep coming back to, I mean, the family environment and um, how great of a coach Coach Izzo is. Like, what's it like actually, like, playing under and, like, studying under such a legendary coach like Tom Izzo? Yeah, I mean, I want to say it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of ups and a lot of downs that goes with it. Uh, The one thing that always amazes me about him is he's honestly never satisfied no matter what. You think that you'd make a good play, he would like comment you and everything, uh, but no, he, he's like, let's go get more. He always wants more and more and more from you. And that's honestly amazing to have someone like that around and to push you like that because you hit you hit roofs that you never thought you could hit. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, just playing 
under him. I, I've learned so much just from my five years at Michigan State. Mm. So during your five years in Michigan State, I mean, Breslin Center is pretty legendary, I think. And what, what's it like playing a game there, especially against a rival like Michigan or your brother in Ohio State? Uh, it's very special. Um, when you walk out and that place is packed, I mean, it's packed on a consistent basis. It's not even when we play, it doesn't matter who we really play, honestly. The Breslin's always going to show out. And the Izone just does a phenomenal job of it's got to be one of the hardest courts to play at college, being an away team. So, I mean, that giving the energy that they give to us, um, it, it makes it so special, especially in the moments that we need it most. Yeah, so kind of tying into that, um, like, what, what was your most fun game to play in during your time at Michigan State? Um, I The top two were easily Michigan for the Big Ten title, and then this year against Ohio State. Those were definitely my top two. Yeah, cool. Um, and this also kind of ties in, um, the Breslin Center a little bit, but, um, how would you like describe the emotions of your senior night, especially not knowing in the moment that that would end up being the last game of the season? Yeah, uh, it was very special still, um, just with everything going on, playing against my brother for a championship, uh, and the amount of people from my hometown that came to support all that was like my first game my whole family was able to come to. Uh, and that was my first game that my grandpa ever came to Michigan State to, just with the travel and everything. So uh, just that, it was, it was very special and emotional night for me. Um, now that I look back and realize that it was my last game, um, you can't really focus on the negative about what could have been and you got to focus on what happened and, that we went out as champions, so um, you just got to take positivity from it. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so we talked about most memorable, or like your favorite game to play in. Was there any like memorable moments that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life that might not have been in a game that involves the basketball team? or? Um, the locker room moments, honestly. Uh, like after a long practice or whatever, and you're just sitting in your chair in the locker room with all the guys and you just don't want to move and we just sit there and talk for hours and just, uh those are the memories that I'll, I'll miss most honestly uh the time i had with those guys and all the relationships i've made with all my teammates and everything are special so that's what i'm gonna miss most yeah so um obviously you, you were a fifth year senior um what does your future look like now that um your michigan state career is over like yeah, so me and my wife plan on moving back home in Ohio. Uh, it's just kind of crazy with everything going on right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to job search. Hopefully, get a job by the end of summer. That's my plan. Uh, kind of move my things back, move our things back back home, and uh, just start it start here, start back at home again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So. Final question uh, as far as the, the interview portion um, of this episode goes is um, do you have any advice um, for the listeners, any basketball advice, um, life advice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, if they're sticking to a sport that 
they want to do. Uh, just continue to work hard and everything else will really fall into place. Um, literally trusting the process is sometimes people don't believe it, but it honestly, it, it's something that I live by and it's something that does come true. Um, when you do trust the process, it, your dreams do come true. Uh, for life advice, uh, just continue to get up and go at it, whatever you want to do. You can accomplish anything, uh, anything that you're passionate about. Uh, you put the work in for it. Uh, the dreams do come true. Um, just keep going. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for the interview. Kyle, you were nice enough to uh, join in a little segment we have. We've been doing a few, like, opinion questions, I guess we would say, yeah. the last couple times. Uh, we got best athlete of all time in sports, all sports, I guess. So I guess we can just, you know, go around the table and see what everyone's thinking. Definitely. All right, anyone want to start? You want me to start? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to say LeBron James easily. <laughs> that dude was a football and basketball player. All right. I think I did actually see something on him a couple, couple days ago about how he, you know, was a pretty serious football player. Yeah, he was he was incredible, and I'm, I'm from Ohio, so that's who I grew up idolizing the yeah. most. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll yeah. go next. Whoa, who's who's going? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I can if um go um I was gonna say mine was Usain Bolt. Obviously, like the guy looks like he's an athlete, and he's like obviously one like one of the fastest. Guys of all time. I also I also do agree. I think LeBron James is also up there, like right up there too. So yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I now that you bring up LeBron, like I totally see it. Like I forgot that he did play uh, football and was like actually good at it. Um. But I'm actually I'm gonna go a similar route and I'm gonna say Bo Jackson. I mean, that was my second, yeah. Yeah, like, he could play football and rock it beyond all belief. He could play baseball and rock that, too. And in high school, he was a two-time state decathlon champion, which is like the ultimate athlete. Yeah, uh, I had Bo Jackson as my second best athlete of all time because he was just... You know, I feel like this is kind of a common theme with all the guys we've picked. They, they're multi-sport athletes, and they're good at it. But I actually went with Jim Brown, the uh, legendary running back, because, you know, throughout his whole entire athletics career, he was a not-three-sport athlete in high school. He was a five-sport athlete. He played football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, and track. And he's in the Football Hall of Fame, both college and professional and he led Syracuse to a national lacrosse championship. He's in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. I mean, he seems to be able to just pick a sport and really just, you know, excel at it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you brought up Jim Brown. Um, another guy that kind of came to mind for me was Jim Thorpe, um, who played football, if I'm not mistaken, was an Olympic pentathlete. Um, 
So, but yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's guys who are, aren't just, yes, you can be good at one sport, but these guys are good at many sports. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we really have anything else. I mean, there's not much to talk about. If you don't have anything other, you know, anything else you want to say? I mean, if we wanted to extend this a little bit, we could potentially. We have a couple other questions here, um, as far as the hypotheticals. If we wanted to do that, Kyle, if you were up for that, um, yeah, I could, I could do one more. I got to take care of my dog here really soon, but I could do one more. Okay. Um, So we've got two as far as like solid questions. Um, Or if Kyle, you had one um, that you were really thinking of that you wanted to discuss, but the the two we have potentially are what city needs a sports team and who are some of the most underrated athletes? Hmm. I definitely think this, Let's do the city one. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. You guys can go first on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some ideas. I gotta think about this one. All right, I'll All go right. first. And I I think well, I mean I I would say as of right now. Wait, are we doing cities that need that don't have a sports team at all or a certain sport? I feel like you could probably do either. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. Well, thinking. in terms of terms of basketball, I would say. The city that needs a basketball team the most right now would probably be Seattle, seeing as they did have the Supersonics a little while back, and then they moved to the Thunder, and they don't have a team anymore. So I would say the I would say Seattle at this point for basketball. Yeah, if you want to go, okay. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree with um, Seattle needs another basketball team. Um, I feel like. I mean, there's also been chatter about them potentially getting a hockey team. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's an eh. I feel like, I don't know, most cities are pretty much covered as far as ones that need sports teams. Um, you can't help but feel bad for San Diego because they lost the Chargers and now all they have is the Padres. Um and it's been a long time since they've had a basketball team, since, like, the ABA in the 60s. So, I don't know, maybe San Diego, maybe even Portland getting, like, an NFL team or something because they just have the Blazers in the NBA. Uh, you know, I, I'm i just I'm looking at a list of cities that don't have sports teams in the major sports. Uh, the one that kind of sticks out to me is Louisville. I mean, they don't have a single major sports team. Unless I'm, I, I might be forgetting something, but no, you're not. They yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. any. I mean, they're they. I mean, I know we're on the Michigan State here, and, but Louisville does have a good basketball team, and not only good basketball team, but they have good college sports. I mean, there is, I feel like a liking of sports in that city, and they just don't have anything professionally to. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, for me, I would say you guys all brought up really good cities. Um, but I also feel for Seattle uh, after they lose the Supersonics and then the team they have at OKC. And, I mean, I know if I was a Supersonics fan, I'd be like, if I was a Seattle fan, I'd be sick. And then I'd just be waiting. 
But uh, I gotta have to go with Seattle, honestly, as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess, uh, like you said, you gotta go take care of your dog. So we'll let you go. Uh, thanks again for joining yeah. us. Thank you guys for having Thank me. You. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish you the best with moving back to Ohio and everything, and continuing the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, there you have it. We um, had our first interview uh, segment this um, this episode, and so we hope to hopefully um, be able to get some more of those, um, maybe with some different athletes um, in the future. Um, but yes, thanks once again to Kyle um, for really doing this with us. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, but that's pretty much all we have. Um, so I guess. Well, sorry, couple... sorry. It was a it was a short one today, but I mean the interview was very important. So. Yeah, and you know what? We've been giving you guys a lot of really long content, so, so maybe it's good to switch it up. Yeah. All right. So, for Double FM Sports, I am Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zrak. And we are signing off until next time. See you guys.